Welcome to the Mental Dietitian Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Lynch-Potter, just a guy who's trying to live a great life and learn the best way to live it. This show is for the everyday human being that feels exactly how I feel, and every week I'll be bringing you weekly episodes on how to get better mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, and financially, so you can have a great mental diet. Welcome back to the Mental Dietitian Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Lynch-Potter, episode 67. Today, we're going to talk about relationships. So I, I always... Every couple of weeks, I put a post on my Instagram. If you're not following it, Aaron Lynch Potter, A-H-R-E-N-L-Y-N-C-H-P-O-T-T-E-R. So I put a post out and I asked people, what do you want to hear more about with podcasts? Like when you listen to a podcast, what do you want to hear more about? Because I want to talk about what you want to listen to, not just what I want to say. So a big one is healthy relationships. And I think that it's one of the biggest things that affect our lives is relationships. Today, I'm specifically going to talk about romantic relationships, but a lot of the stuff I'm going to say will apply to friendships and non-romantic relationships. Now, I've been in a relationship now with the beautiful Alexandra Nicole Barilero, goes by Lexi for about eight years now, just over eight years. And we've had our ups and downs. We've we've had some hard times. We've had times where we didn't think we were going to make it. But lately, for the first time, I would say in, in, in probably eight years, for the past like few years, we are, our relationship is really dialed in when there's an itchy, scratchy spot. I've heard people say, and I borrowed that from a friend. He said, these itchy, scratchy spots. We are able to talk about them and how quickly we are upset each other is getting less and less and less because we realize it's just our personal stuff coming up and interacting with the other person's personal stuff. It's a little cycle. Now, if you want to go back, I've, I've talked about relationships a lot. I've done 67 episodes now. Listen to number 35, which is, are you breaking the trust in your relationship? Go listen to that. The second one I would highly recommend you listen to is number 58, one thing holding you back in relationships. This will be a continuation of that. I want to talk about common themes. It's almost like I want to like deepen what I talk about each podcast where I talk about a subject. So there's level one, level two, level three, level four, level five, and just so on, so on. So that you, the listener, can actually learn things and develop skills and tools because of things that I might have spoke about in the podcast that part, most of them are not original thoughts. Some of them are original thoughts. The way I communicate them are probably original thoughts, but the concepts are not. So... I wrote down a few things today, especially when it take, comes to a romantic relationship. Like, it's it's like I said, it's one of the biggest, most important things that we will deal with in our life is our romantic partner and how to have a healthy relationship with that person. Number one is <laughs> the number one thing you can do for your romantic relationship is to work on yourself, to work on your own shit. What I've noticed 
as I've gotten older, the more inner work I've done, the better the relationship with Lexi has become. Who would have thought? Oh, yeah, this chick's just pissing me off, dude. Like, she's just, she's just like my ex. And she's just like the ex before that. And, uh, oh, all my exes were the same. Or well, maybe it's you. <laughs> maybe, maybe the answers are within you. So this is very, it's a very um, apparent when you meet somebody who's maybe in a very codependent relationship where they are, or even an abusive relationship. And this is hard thing for people to swallow. It's just like, oh, this person doesn't treat me very well. This person doesn't speak to me very well. I'm over this relationship. I've been in it for years. I'm done with it. So cool. Maybe you need to leave. Probably if it's, if it's abusive, I would highly recommend doing everything you can to get out of there if you worry about your safety. But what part of you is okay with you being treated like that? So that is the question that takes it from the external everybody else to this person that's that's doing these things to me to, well, why am I okay with that? And why have I been here for so long? And that could be to do with anything. Say if your needs aren't getting met. Say if you have needs. Say if one of your needs is um, physical touch or words of affirmation or acts of service, which is, I'm going to go into this little caveat, learn your partner's love language. It's a little tip. Five love languages, read that book, watch it about, watch about it on YouTube, learn about the five love languages. That's a thing that you can do to nurture and nourish and strengthen your relationship. And that book blew my mind. So going back to, or maybe you're not getting your needs met and knowing your needs could come from reading that book, for example. It can help if you don't know what your needs are in a relationship. So it's just like, well, why am I okay with my needs not being met? And I'm talking about myself right now. Those are a few things that for a very long time, I just thought was selfish. I was like, oh, well, I can survive without that because that person's dealing with their own stuff. So I'll just put my needs aside. Don't do that. Don't ever, ever do that. It's like you're putting somebody else before yourself. And if you put other people before yourself long enough, your cup will run dry and you will not be able to pour into anything and end up resenting people. And what will happen is if you resent people, you start damaging relationships. But what you're really expressing is your resentment towards yourself for unmet needs that you didn't ask for because you thought that was selfish. That was me. Now, if that's not you, forget what I just said. If you, if you have a hard, an easy time asking for what you want and don't feel any weird way about it like I used to, don't worry about it. Forget it. Forget what I just said. But... Work on your own shit. That's step one. Work on your own stuff. Know what you what your things are. When you get into an argument with your spouse or when you get into an argument with somebody, what are these patterns that you have when it comes to an argument? Do you shut down and walk away and don't let the person speak? Do you uh, try and talk over them because you have to be right and you they just don't see your point of view? And if they just saw your point of view, they'd be like, oh, my God, you're right. You're so right. 
I was lost, now I am found. How, how could I be so blind? Is that is that what you're hoping from the relationship? Is that what you're hoping from the argument? Control? Being right? These are all things to look at within yourself. To look at within yourself and be like, okay, why do I feel this way? Why do I show up this way? Another thing, another thing you can do to implement into your relationship is to create spaces where if you need to have a really hard conversation, that you can do it without the other person jumping down your throat and reacting. Now, how do you do this? You do this by say, hey, so-and-so, I've got some hard things I want to talk to you about. When can when are you in a space where we can take five, 10 minutes and I just tell you how I feel? And the exercise is that one person tells the other person exactly what's going on in their head, how they feel, and the other person says absolutely nothing for five to 10 minutes, however long it takes, usually five minutes at the start or 10 minutes, however long you can do it for, and you say absolutely nothing. It's a very difficult exercise, especially if you're getting triggered, which I can guarantee you that you probably will if it's your spouse, because they're very good at knowing your things. And for some reason, I've found a lot of relationships, the opposites attract and then opposites attack. So you're, you're attracted by people that maybe have qualities and things that you don't have or you wish that you had. But then you get into a relationship with that person, you end up attacking them because they're not qualities and things that you have. <laughs> it's, like, it's funny, but creating that space, say 10 minutes, you got 10 minutes, you have a space. And this is what is called holding space. Can you hold space for this? And some people are like, hey, I'm, I'm really tired right now. I can't do this right now. Let's do it tomorrow at this time. Cool. And then you have, if, if or if you can't hold it in, you're like, I've got to talk about this right now. They're like, hey, like, you have a conversation about it. All healthy relationships come down to communication. If you can communicate effectively, it will, it will, it will change everything. These this tool of creating 10 minutes where one person tells how they feel and then the other person maybe reflects for four to five minutes or they do 10 minutes, 10 minutes, five minutes, five minutes, where you talk about a particular issue for five minutes, five minutes, then you have a discussion afterwards. Now, if it gets heated again, then you need to create those little spaces again. It's difficult. I'm not saying it's easy, but if you create these spaces the person who's communicating how they feel has the opportunity to flush out their thoughts, to effectively communicate with the other person jumping in. And the other person who's listening has the opportunity to watch themselves when somebody is speaking, watch themselves. If they hear something and they shut down and stop listening, well, you're not allowed to respond. You're not allowed to speak. And if you can't do this exercise because you, you get that triggered, perfect. You just saw why your relationship isn't the way it, what it should be or healthy because you can't even allow your spouse to have a conversation for five minutes or tell you how you feel without you wanting to jump in and fix it or be right or argue or whatever it may be. So you just got shown the work that you need to do because you can't even shut up for five minutes. It's very interesting what you learn on either end of this. So that's a great thing 
that Lexia and I have implemented at times when we need to have these hard conversations. Another thing is become a forever student of your spouse. What I mean by that, constantly try to learn and deepen your understanding of who they are, what they want. And it was, this will constantly change. Lexi is not the same person I met eight years ago, and I'm not the same person she met. And we are constantly trying to learn about each other and be like, hey, like, what's going on with you today? How are you feeling? Like, what? Tell me how you are. How is Lexi today? How is Aaron today? How, how are you? Tell me how you're feeling. What's going on with you? What are you struggling with right now? What's coming up? What's coming up within you? All these questions you can ask and you become a forever student of your spouse. Because if you're a student of them, you can know, hey, maybe something's not right. Hey, maybe we should grab dinner. Maybe we should do this. You can help them as best you possibly can without it becoming a codependent thing. That's you got to be careful of. Like, oh, well, I can sense that she's upset, so I need to fix it. No, you don't need to be there to support and be like, hey, what do you need right now? What can you do right now? But you don't do anything for anybody. You can't save or fix anybody. All you can be is show up in the healthiest possible way. That's why step one is work on your own shit. I mentioned this already, but um, find out what somebody's primary and secondary love language is. Going back to that book, The Five Love Languages. That book blew my mind because what was happening in the early days of our relationship with Lexi and I is that I'm words of affirmation. If somebody gives me a compliment, oh man, I'll think about it for months. Like a genuine compliment. I'm like, man, that feels good. So one of the biggest things I would crave from Lexi is her saying nice things to me. Her love language is quality time. Now, here's the cycle. Here's a cycle that occurred with us. It, it, and it doesn't matter where it starts. Like I'm just going to say it in this way, but it's not like somebody did it first. It, it just it was a cycle. And it's like a, like a circle. You don't know where the circle begins. You can't tell me, hey, that's the beginning or the end of the circle. It's just a circle. So for example, if she doesn't speak nicely to me or say nice things to me, I don't want to be around her. I don't want to spend time with her. And if I don't want to spend time with somebody because I'm not getting what I need, then sure, of course, she doesn't want to say nice things to me because she doesn't feel that connection because we're not spending any time together. Hence the circle. Most relationships, when I read this book, I said most relationships don't share the same primary love language. And there's a honeymoon phase after the first one or two years where at the start of most relationships, you are hitting all the languages. You're hitting acts of service. You'll do things for them. You'll make them dinner. You'll buy them gifts. You will spend quality time with them. You will say nice things to them. And then you'll do physical touch. You'll do all five of these love languages. You'll do all of them. You'll touch them, take them out for dinner. You'll buy them gifts. You'll spend time with them. You'll give them massages, whatever. These are all the five love languages. And if you don't know what your love language is, Ask yourself a question or read the book. Very simple. Ask yourself a question. How do I show love to other people? And then that's probably your answer. I want to spend time with them. I, I buy them something. I I make them dinner. I want, I want to do this. I want to touch them. I want to hug them. The, then you can be like, well, if that's how I give love to other people, 
if that's not the love that I'm receiving in my relationship, then maybe we have different love languages. And then that is your job to work on. Lexi's job was to work on saying nice things to me, even though it's not a natural thing for her. And my job was to spend quality time, which is going for a walk, leaving our phones at home, uninterrupted quality time. It's not watching TV. It's not some distracting distracting thing like that. It's quality time, which is YouTube. I can, I don't feel love when I do that. It's not like it fulfills me, but it does with her, which then helps create a new cycle where she says nice things to me when I feel love. And then now you have become, you've changed the dynamic slightly. So these are really important concepts to learn in your relationship. And if you don't learn them and if you don't apply them, I just don't think you'll have the relationship that you really could have. You might have a great relationship, but there's always ways that you can become better and more connected in your relationship. And I hope this podcast helped and I'm going to talk about it more. I'll keep talking about it more. Another thing before I wrap up is this might not apply to you. You might not care about going away. You might not care about doing this, but planning a trip, just you two, even just a weekend away, maybe to a town that's a nice kind of town near you or to a place by the beach or the mountains or a nice river town. I don't know, something small, you can get away, you can spend time just you two, you can maybe go out for some nice dinners, you can do the things that you like to do. Maybe it's a snowboarding trip if you're adventurous or maybe you want to go surfing or maybe, I don't know, you go to like a, um, there's a place called, I think it's called Sparkling Hill. Sparkling Hill is like a place in near Kelowna in Canada here where there's like spas and there's like, there's like hot tubs and a lot of couples go there and it's like kind of a romantic kind of getaway. So things like that, every three months, every quarter, take time to invest in your relationship, become an investor in your relationship. If you're investing in stocks, if you're investing in other things, invest in your relationship because the dividends you receive from investing and putting energy and time into it will pay off. And that will be one of the things that are most important to you in life and creates that, that holistic life. What's the point of being a really rich billionaire or whatever, or having an eight pack if you don't have a really beautiful relationship with somebody you care about and you love? And I think that if you have a beautiful relationship with somebody you care about and you love, that anything else is possible because you've 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 got one of the most sought after things that every human being craves, which is the love and connection with another human being that has the same love and connection with you. So hope this episode helps. Hope you got something out of it and go back and listen to episode 35 and episode 58. And this is a continuation of that. And I've talked about a lot of different concepts and I'll continue to talk about a lot of different concepts and I hope it helps. Love you guys. I'll chat to you next week. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Mental Dietitian Podcast. If you found any value at all, please share this with a family member or a friend or just a guy or a gal walking down the street, just anybody at all, if you feel like it could help them and benefit them from the conversations we're having. It would mean the world to me if you could also leave a review. It helps grow the show. It helps the algorithms. And I also do love connecting with my listeners, so please reach out to me on social media. The best way to get a hold of me is through Instagram. My Instagram handle is Aaron Lynch Potter, and that's spelled A-H-R-E-N. 
L-Y-N-C-H-P-O-T-T-E-R. Thank you so much once again.